1: Thank Where, you. Oh, thank you. Where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. How is everybody doing today? How's everybody out there in listener land? Everybody sitting in the room with us? We're all good? Everybody's good? Oh, yes. Good. oh I, yes. I have
2: new headphones, and I'm learning to adjust the levels.
1: Those are the same headphones I have uh, on the airplane as a pilot. Uh, no, they, they're, they're, they're Without no. the boom mic. Yeah, I cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't cut the cord. Uh no,
2: that's no, don't cross the streams. Don't cross the streams.
1: Hey, listen, uh, you can't tell the players without a scorecard, so let's go around the room and let me introduce everybody to you. On my right, the right hand man, the great, 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 great great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl.
3: Dr. corporate. approve memos, lead a workshop,
4: remember birthdays. Hey, you got to be careful. They can see you jamming out to that now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going we're to make that announcement here. We're going to make that announcement. Let me get. Uh, let me finish uh, with the rest of these gentlemen's here so we can get it done. Uh, on my left is the the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Uh, on my right, where he would normally be is uh, Alec Weber, but Alec Weber is not here. Alec, are you out there? Alec? Alec. Alec. Uh. You know what? I can't go the rest of the show without hearing a little peanut butter jelly though. So you might as well just hit it. He's not here, but it's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut go. butter jelly time. <laughs> butter now it's almost time. like he's here. Except uh I started the clock on time. <laughs> Alec has a tendency wow. to, to miss the clock. Uh-huh. So we'll get we get that done. Um you have the CDO, and he has the ADHD. He does. He does. He, he sure does. Makes uh, for an interesting combination. It's a lot
2: of letters between uh-huh. the two of them.
4: If it's nothing
1: a, else, it's entertaining. It is. It's uh, it's fun. It's fun for all of us. Fun for everyone. Fun for kids all ages. Uh, hey, uh, Earl alluded to something. Uh, we mentioned it last week on the program. It's now uh, it's now come about. We're giving it the old uh, test run, the spin, the. You know, we're in the crawl phase whatever you wanna you wanna say. But if you go to beta sighting. Yes, yes. If you go to the <laughs> the old Facebook page, which is facebook.com dot slash, slash Arms, room, arms radio. room Radio. If you go to Facebook.com slash armsroom radio and you're and you're catching the live program, uh, let's see, live is uh, let's see live is uh, uh, Pacific Northwest. Pacific you guys in Seattle, Olympia, you get to listen to us live. We got Vero Beach Mm-hmm. is live. I think Tallahassee, Florida is live. Yeah, I think live. Tallahassee's live as well. Um a- a Atlanta, you'll hear this in an hour. So if you'll turn this on now, <laughs> you'll get to watch us last hour. Yeah. So when you're listening to us for on the on the delay up in Atlanta and Orlando we're uh, we're on a little bit later and every I forget all the other places. Yeah, you know, twenty, twenty one markets I think right now. But uh, we're on we're a diff- different time. If they see yeah. you in an hour, will your beard be longer? It okay. will be. It'll be just a Just a hair longer. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm still trying to
2: understand how Earl does the time travel thing. (laughs) Well, he's got the Millennium Falcon. That's how he's able to do it. Did the Kessel
4: Room in 14 parsecs. 12. (laughs) Get
1: it right. So check that out. Uh, Earl, how can uh, the rest of the uh, listeners out there in uh, Radioland get in touch with us? Let me start off. We have something new. They can send us a text directly
4: here at the show. They can text 23680. That's 23680, another new feature. And we can uh, see that, you know, question or comment or anything like that. They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. They can send us a message here on Facebook, Facebook.com slash armsroom radio. They can Give us a call here eight five
1: five. You working out over there? Five four five
4: one zero two five. That's eight five 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 four five one zero two five. Had a Stairmaster going, and saving your favorite for last. They can send us a tweet on Twitter at Facebook at uh,
1: Arms Room Radio. Sorry. Hey, I did some of the tweeting this week. Um, Are you suspended? No. Well, I haven't checked since I did the tweet, so okay. maybe yeah, probably. I'll have, to, I'll have to go take a look, but uh, it's it, it it went it went well. Um, you know, so far so good. I think uh, it was, uh, it was one of those pictures, uh, me talking about, um, my biggest fear is that when I die, my wife sells my guns for what I told her I paid for them. Yeah. <laughs> so that was I've actually told my wife that. So she's got the
2: names of certain people she's supposed to, <laughs> to ask to call, just go to yeah. them and they'll take care of
1: it. Listen, Mrs. Kevin, when it's time to sell Kevin's guns give me a call I'll be more than fair they're worth at least 10 or fifteen dollars a piece um and we will we'll find them a good home. now I've got to put some love into them and clean them though so we're probably gonna give you about half that so <laughs> you know, listen it's only fair and we'll'll we'll, we'll take care of her and make sure everything's okay
2: oh you she believe me she's gonna take care of you back
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we
1: uh you know listen uh, quickly before we get to get to the break here how much time we got for the break how much time oh wait you're we you're <laughs> doing, doing that doing?
2: look who forgot the Press uh-huh, go on the uh-huh. clock.
1: Oh no, it's going. It's just going the wrong way. Uh-huh. It's going. It's going. we timing up. Somehow, it's, somehow, it's two thirty already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll give it a shot. We got. Uh, we got. How many? Four, three, two, one. one. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll start talking until the music starts playing. We'll do it. There anyway. you go. Um, <laughs> this is a story out of. You know what? It's Florida again. And and you know, I I got to the point where I was thinking well, wow, we do a lot of Florida stories. We need to cut back Florida just because the Caltech studios happens to be in Florida. We don't want to seem Florida specific. And then I heard from everybody else and all our friends around the country that, uh, no, uh, it's Florida, dude. You know, yeah. Florida. Yeah, that's the fact that yeah. they, they call it the Florida man syndrome, you know, uh, Florida man. Uh, no! but, yeah, exactly. In Disney world this week weekend, Arkansas man, he's not a Florida man. No, but he was in Florida. It's like you come to Florida and you put on the stupid. Okay, that's only half right, Daniel. He's, right, he's right. not from Florida. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, correct. But, but, but then most of the people in Florida are not from Florida. That's right. Now,
1: there's there's a few exceptions. Uh, Earl. Yeah, Earl. <laughs> Earl. Earl is. Um, and that's, um, that's it. And Earl Ju- Earl Jr., I think. That's about it. Yeah. Fred's, Fred's from, Fred is also, Fred yeah. the Beard yeah. is also from Florida, but that's about it. Um we've got this uh we've got this knucklehead that uh decided to go into Disney World and take a gun. Uh and and he you know he had a ties with law enforcement, so well <laughs> ties. Yes, ties. Ties. Uh, uh so severed ties. Yeah, yeah. So I think um you know, to give this story justice. Huh? You like mm. that? You like that? Yeah. That we're gonna nice. hit this one up when we when we come back from the break, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this one. It's this only take a couple of minutes though. Nice teaser. Um yeah, yeah. It is, it is. Uh, when we get back after that, I talk to you. Uh, is a couple of stories we're going to talk to you about today. Uh, one being the serious uh, incident that heard happened down there in Punta Gorda, Florida. By the way, another Florida story, where the Citizens Police Academy uh, accidentally shot a seventy-three-year-old participant in a, uh, a use of force simu- uh, simulation. So we're going to we're going to talk about that. And it's not so much simulated now. No, no, it was not simulated for the for that uh, for that poor woman or for the anybody else involved in it for that sake. Um, we're going to talk to you about uh, gun buybacks, and uh, and how great they are, and and we're also going to talk to you about a murder, murder in uh, Miss Wisconsin, where the uh, one of the suspects was released after ten years. So, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Tech Studios. We'll see you after the break.
6: when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on Guntech USA parts. Guntech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at guntechusa.com. That's g u n t e c u s a.com. Guntech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle, maybe for hunting or home protection? There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an Arms Room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the Arms Room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your Arms Room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop ArmsRoom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's ArmsRoom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of
8: Rights, not the Bill of Needs.
0: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Celtech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now,
1: here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CIRT, SIRT training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Hey, uh, don't forget, we have a new promotion going on. It's with our friends at Next Level Training. Uh, now you can get your SIRT, CERT training pistol, and other products for just 15% off the regular price. That's 15%. Just go to armsroom.nextleveltraining.com or just go to nextleveltraining.com and use the coupon code Room 15 That's ARMSROOM15, no spaces. You could do it that way. That's how I did it. The other one with the extra dots and periods, that just, that threw me for a loop. I wasn't sure. Um, but I guess that's the landing page. And once you're on your regular computer, that's better. I couldn't do it from my phone, though. It was just, just a little weird. You didn't treat dots and periods as the same thing? I, I did, but it was, there was an extra one. It was, you know, this dot, this dot, this at something. That's also, by the way, if you didn't catch that, that's more code. Uh-huh. So, um. Check that out. Listen, we're going to be talking about the cert Pistol later in the program, too, when we get to the Punta Gorda story uh, that, that happened out of Florida. But uh, first, we're going to jump back in and talk to you about what happened out at Disney World. Now, we've talked to everybody about uh, you know going to the attractions before. It doesn't matter if it's, it's here or Sandusky, Ohio or wherever you happen to be. Uh, Disney seems to make the news a lot when this happens. So they happen to uh, make a, today's copy. Arkansas man out of jail after deputy said he attempted to bring a gun into the magic kingdom at Walt Disney world. All right. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's why is Why is he in jail? What did he do? How, cause normally if, if you go there and you get up front and you see a sign that says no gun and you got your gun, they, uh, they, you, you go back to your car or something. It's a pain in the butt. We know that at Disney cause you got to take the, uh, the mono train into, you know, goofy or something like that. The monorail sometimes
4: so. is the best ride in the park. It is. It it's is. AC. Yep. Sit back, relax. Yep. The, the, when the, I uh, guess I'm getting old. The stewardess has come around with the drink cart. Yeah, uh, I wish. Yep. I wish. I keep looking for them, but I haven't <laughs> found them yet. They're, they're not. And I, and I meant
1: flight attendants or, or <laughs> monorail attendants. They're not. They, what are they? They're uh, elves because it's Disney World. Club car attendants. Okay. All right. All right. They might be munchkins. I think you don't, it's you don't do World. the train much, do you? Uh, not here in the states, thank you.
8: Kevin Webb,
1: number number forty two. Kevin Webb, number forty two. Now starting at center. <laughs> Kevin Webb, forty two years old. Uh, tried getting into the park on Monday when he was randomly selected to go through the metal detector. Uh, when he was going through the metal detector, he self-admitted he had a firearm on him. Said uh, spokesperson for the uh, local sheriff's office. Obviously that uh, piqued the interest of security at Disney World as well as the sheriff's office. That's when he told Disney security that he was a law enforcement officer. Now, Kevin, you may be saying to yourself, Earl, you may be saying to yourself, mm-hmm. why would they arrest a law enforcement officer if he brought his gun into the park? Because, you know, when
2: you say stuff to people
1: at Disney, yeah.
2: sometimes they check to see if you're telling the
4: truth.
8: Yeah, it's not
2: make-believe <laughs> land, yeah. you know? Yes. <laughs> not as much as you would think. Yeah. Dreams come
1: true and sometimes nightmares. Yeah. He said he was with the Sherwood Police uh, Department in uh, Arkansas. So that'd be a Sherwood Police Department from Arkansas. Well, I guess he didn't think that Disney security... He must have thought Disney security was all Mickey Mouse, to use a use a pun there. Ow. <laughs> when uh, So Disney called the Sherwood Police Department to see if he was actually a police officer there. Which strikes me odds you know if he had his ID on him, that would usually be enough unless they start to do now this is an official police term they start to get hinky if they get hinky, then you start to do a follow-up evidently they uh, he must have been doing a little hinkiness he must have been acting all hinky so he's wearing his badge. I guess he pulled out his ID card and that's we'll get we'll get to that here in just a moment or two but they called the Disney security called the Sherwood Police Department and they said. Yes, he is a police officer up until 2013 when he was fired. Oops. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, the gentleman had been terminated a couple years back for dishonesty and untruthfulness. Apparently, <laughs> imagine uh, that. A, a, a attribute he still possesses. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Arkansas authorities said he shouldn't have those credentials. Investigators then took the firearm and the credentials into evidence and arrested him for carrying a concealed firearm and falsely impersonating an officer. Oh, I
2: bet you I know what he did. He could carry a firearm concealed as a law enforcement officer, but he didn't have a concealed weapons permit from any jurisdiction that had reciprocity with Florida.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. he won the dummy prize. He did. The the booby prize. He did. Now maybe he did. Maybe he, maybe it is the ultimate uh, dummy prize because maybe he had that concealed weapons permit and he carried it into the, par- the property. Um,
2: no, because they would ass- no, because they arrested him for carrying a concealed war- firearm. That makes me think he didn't have a. They wouldn't have arrested him for that if, if he, he had yeah, right. If he didn't well, have a valid they, permit, they, they unless he didn't have it on him. Well, they could have arrested him for it because it's an affirmative defense to have a concealed weapons permit, at least in Florida. But this sounds like perhaps he didn't have any authority to carry a firearm other than his police credentials.
1: That's a. It's actually a really good follow up question. We'll, we'll we'll try and get to that uh, by the end of the show. We'll find out that piece of information, and uh, and, and let you guys know. Uh, hey, um, you can't be arrested for breaking policy at Disney. It says no. I know, policy, and that's that's, that's why I didn't go there. At Disney.
2: yeah, p- Disney's not the law. Well,
1: depends Dis- on what, law. what
2: depends on what county you're in. But yeah, Disney's right. usually not the law.
1: Uh, just to go over it again for the for the people that listen and just catch it for the first time or whatever. Florida is a, is a is a state where the signs that say no firearms they do not have the force of law. They do not. It, they do not. Uh if it's a private institution such as Disney World and they have a sign up that says no guns allowed and you bring a gun in past that sign and then get caught with a gun you you can you'll be no trespass. Trespassed, that's it. Now if if they catch you with the gun and you, and and they say get out and you go no Wait, or you say
2: in this case, no. Wait, I'm a law enforcement officer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's still yeah. trespass, armed trespassing yes. after
1: notice. Yes. So if you happen to get in the park with the gun
2: under that false pretense, yes. Now you're guilty of armed trespassing. And once,
1: once the yeah, because now you've received notice, right? The sign that at the front says well, and then they said
2: it to yeah, you, yes. No, you can't bring that right. in here. Right. I'm a law enforcement officer. Yeah. So you're trying to get them to give you a special consideration. Based on a lie, yes, yeah. No, and yeah. although police officers can lie, oh, this is not one of the times they can <laughs> do
1: it. <laughs> Kevin is uh, alluding to a story where we'll be talking about uh, a little bit later on in the program with out of uh, the the murder conviction that was thrown out or the attempted murder conviction, the conspiracy committed murder. I don't have the paperwork in front of me, but we'll be talking about that. Um, you said, uh, you know, that that would be completely ironic, but that's what idiots do. That's what that's what criminals do. Is they do stump they do dumb things and that's why they get caught. If he had an actual concealed weapons permit, you know he would have been asked to take the gun back to the car. Uh, you know that would have been it if he'd been selected for that random screening. Uh, it reminds me, I, at one point in my in my uh, youth and my career in law enforcement, I was working uh, a detail somewhere at a, at, a, at a nightclub at a bar, and we just kind of stand off to the side and you know. Uh, they were there for backup for the security personnel or uniformed or not Yeah, uniformed, uniformed. Okay. And it was a guy causing a ruckus. He wanted to come in. Um, I guess they, he was inside at one point he had gotten, uh, had a little bit too much to drink. They threw him out. Then he went out in the parking lot and he, you know, started yelling back at the bouncers and the security guards and, and even us, the, as soon uh, as they deputies. were far enough away not to catch. Yeah, up. exactly. Yeah. The voice gets louder. The further they get away, the bravery gets louder. And he, uh, he, he he went to his car and then, you know, started to do a, you know, like a burnout in a parking lot. Um, and then he drove away. Oh. But then he then yeah. he ended up coming back and parking right in front of us in the fire lane. He had to go back inside to get somebody. Like, we forgot who he was from 10 minutes prior to that. And, you know, at that point he comes back up and, and he had just been over there threatening the, the security guards. So the security guards are like, oh, do you want to threaten me now? And he's like, oh, I got to get my girlfriend. Or, and... He forgot his girlfriend. He, he was drunk. That's, <laughs> <He> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really drunk. Yeah.
2: He, he was drunk. Uh, I lose my credit card. I'm like, yeah. I forget my girlfriend. Right. And you know what my so, wife would do if I forgot my girlfriend?
1: Wow. Yeah. I'd be in so much trouble. <laughs> so we see him get out of the car. And now we see that he is intoxicated. Cause you know, we were, we're on the outside. We're not watching everything that security guards get to see. And he was, he was intoxicated. And, uh, so we took his license and we started talking to him and, and, and I, I run it and, and it doesn't come back to him. There's something wrong with the driver's license, and if you finally look at it more, um, it's it's his picture on the driver's license. It's official Florida driver's license, but he got somebody else's birth certificate and went and got the driver's license because when I was asking him basic questions like what was on there, he didn't know him. Little 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 cues like in the date of birth. Was, and- like the registration on the car was registered to somebody else. Uh, and so he was he was over twenty one now. But when been, he got the ID. When he got the ID, he was under 21. And I asked him, why are you still using the ID? He said, well, I've been using it so long, I just kept using it. <laughs> so he gave me the fake when he didn't have to, and he committed a felony to get it because he used somebody else's birth certificate. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the kel Studios. When we get back, more crazy stories like that.
11: So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that.
10: Want to reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke? Simple. Eat right. This is Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Melissa Dobbins. A healthy diet can mean a healthier you. So eat a variety of proteins each week. Seafood, lean meat, poultry, beans, and nuts. Fill half your plate with fruits and vegetables at every meal. Choose foods that are lower in calories, fat, and sodium. Limit your alcohol and maintain a healthy weight. Let a registered dietitian nutritionist help you achieve your goals. Find one near you at eatright.org. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches and that mice spread potent asthma triggers
2: found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America.
0: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltek Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin.
2: This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Guntech USA for tactical excellence. Check them out online at guntechusa.com that's G U N T E C U S A. .com
1: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Hey uh I talked to the guys at uh, gun tech this week. They're uh, our, our our buddy uh, Phil, he's actually on van Van. uh he's he's on he's on an away mission. Oh yeah. He's on an away mission. He's not in the office the whole time. So uh I talked to him I think while well, he was on the beach somewhere or something like that. So it was uh, it was it was cool. You know, he yeah, he, uh, he takes you know, like us, you know, one vacation every you know ten or eleven years, uh, you know, and 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 that that means he got the it means he had the full weekend off. He had both days. You know, wow. So, uh, you remember what that's like, Mike? No, no, but yeah, listen, I, I joke about it all the time. You hear me? Uh, I'm going to go back to full time police work or go back on active duty in the military, <laughs> so I can you know get a couple of days off every now and then. Uh, go to Facebook, check us out. Uh, it's the arms. No, it's the Facebook.com slash arms room radio and you can text us
2: text us at two three six eight zero we have had a test text twice and uh we've got a shout out from some folks to texting us from saint augustine nice yeah so if you're listening to us live outside of florida text us
1: you got us on a live feed uh go ahead or in atlanta i think atlanta's an hour delay so we'll get those here shortly uh, you know, go ahead, give us the text. That's great. Uh, if not, uh, we you know we always, we, we, recycle them. We use them for the next time we're on the air. So any questions you got, we make sure we get to, uh, and then check out the old Facebook live video as well.
2: Yeah. Cause the only one that's going to be able to be seen on that, uh, per contract is, uh, Mike.
1: Yeah. Now watch the, uh, if, if I was you, I'd watch the breaks because that's when we go backstage and change uh, costumes. Um. I am not going
2: backstage <laughs> and changing any costumes.
1: The uh, not yours,
2: not Earl's, nobody's.
1: The story out of Punta Gorda, uh, again, Kevin and I. We, you know, we've already talked about this, and it's it's a tragedy. I think we we all agree upon that. As you know, as oh, a, yes. there's a loss of life. There's a, you know, whether it's accidental or, or negligent, we'll get that uh, figured out soon. Hopefully, we'll know. Kevin says we'll never know, uh, but you know that's because it's going to be some sealed paperwork, is what I think Kevin's I, going for. sorry, but. I don't think you're ever going to know how
2: a live round of ammunition got into a firearm during a training scenario. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what what evidently happened that we're hearing so far on the outside, we've been able able to piece together uh, through our legal and law enforcement contacts. There was a Citizens Police Academy. This was the two hours during the week they're running the Citizens Police Academy. It's not just, hey, two hours and you completed the academy. You know, they have a little two hour orientation and they have a couple more. And, you know, so you learn a little bit each night about what goes on in the, in the law enforcement world. I guess they'd gotten to the point where they were doing some some demonstrations or some uh, role playing with use of force scenarios. Use of force. I mean, how much does the cop how much force does the cop need to use to affect an arrest or stop a situation from happening? Uh, you know, you don't go in and hit people over the head with a nightstick uh, at a, for a parking ticket. You know, it has to be, you have to match the force or just one step above. You can't go ridiculous. Well, you know, he was running from me, so I shot him in the back. No, he's running from you. You're allowed to run from him and tackle him. That's about the force you're allowed to use or use your taser to he, stop him he, from running. He was on a motorcycle, so I ran over him in my car. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not what you can do. You can't do that. So during this scenario, this this uh, this woman, uh, she she volunteered to be the police officer in in this event, and I don't know. We haven't heard the scenario, the exact scenario. We you know, it's got to be something along the lines of, uh, you know, they both had a gun, so it was probably one of those reaction drills.
4: Yeah, that's that would be my guess on it as well. Is that they're just probably demonstrating? Everyone thinks that you know, I'm, I'm practicing my, my, dr- my speed draw. Uh, I'm going to be pretty quick. Well, they're probably wanting to give you a live demonstration of how fast, uh, uh the bad guy can pull a gun on you. Yeah, even yeah, exactly. When you're looking. Right. I demonstrated something like this, uh, in some of the classes I helped taught, uh, the, the, the student with a, with a a, a, a simulation blue gun, uh, knew I was coming. Uh, and I was, I had a piece of foam in my hand. And I, you know, was, we were demonstrating how fast, uh, a perpetrator could cover 21 feet. And I had already, you know, I, 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 cheated a little bit. I already knew how far roughly the, uh, the distance was. And I'm telling them what I'm going to do as I'm backing up and they're standing there with, with a, uh, blue gun in their holster. It's a open, open holster. You know, they're not drawing from concealment, so it's not going to be as slow as it could be. And as soon as I looked down on the floor, knowing, knowing where I was on, the, that I was far enough away, I immediately just launched at him. Yeah. And I'm not the quickest guy out there, but I had my hands on him, and I'm smacking them about the head. Right. With this piece of rubber. Right. Before they could even get their gun out of their holster.
1: Earl's er- er talking about a, um, closing that distance, that 21 foot gap with the edge weapons is what the demonstration that he was talking about. There's, uh, it's called action versus reaction. And I don't want to get too deep into the technical part, but- If the bad guy, all they have to do is act. The bad guy just decides Mm -hmm. to do the act to, to, for your brain to say, do it. And you do it takes on average, unless there's, you know, some sort of mind altering substance involved. It takes three quarters of a second to a second and a half. So 0.75 seconds to a second and a half for the bad guy to do what he wants to do. I'm, I'm shooting the cop. I'm, uh, I'm kicking this ball. It's, you know, all you have to do is act. Mm -hmm. The police officer, on the other hand, doesn't have to just, can't just act. They have to react first. Mm-hmm. They have to react, then act. Guess what? The time to make a react, or excuse me, the time for reaction to formulate a thought and put that thought into action to realize what's going on and then make the decision to do something takes the same amount of time. Three quarters of a second to a second and a half. So let's say you're the fastest guy in the world. You're, you're Bruce Lee in the day. You know, you're, you know, you know fists, fists coming at you. Yep, yep. And you figured out what it was in three quarters of a second. And then you acted in Hit something in three quarters of a second, makes a second and a half. Well, the bad guy, even if he's slow and he pulls and he brings his gun up or he points the trigger at you, it's a second and a half. So, at best, you tie him. The officer ties him. Yeah. The officer ties him. The way they don't tie them is you wait. You don't wait until you have to match force, you stay a step ahead. Okay, this guy. He's got his hands in his pocket, and I can see the corner of a butt coming out. I'm putting the taser on him. Boom. Put him down. Yep. You know He's got a knife. He's 25 feet away. Boom. I'm putting him down. I'm not going to wait for him to get close. I'm not going to see if I'm faster than Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. because guess what? Even Bruce Lee's not faster than Bruce Lee. <laughs> Chuck Norris. He, he's yeah. just as fast. Well, you, we don't talk about Chuck. We don't want to offend him. Oh, you know? hey, hey. No, he's not faster than Chuck Norris. I did hear that Chuck Norris caught all the Pokemon from, from a landline. Uh, yeah. From a From a landline, line. yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The uh, So th- that's, that's what we're talking about, is you, you can't. And that's what they're showing in this academy, that you can't win.
3: Mm-mm.
1: You can't win unless you do these things that you say, oh, it's excessive force. Well, guess what? If, if it's not excessive force, and I'm not talking about I'm going to hit him in the head with a nightstick because it was a parking ticket. I'm talking about I took him to the ground because I didn't want to get shot. Mm-hmm. Well, you would have to take him to the ground. You could have just, you know, handcuffed him. No. We're not, we're not going play nice, to play nice and hope I don't get shot. We're going to make sure I don't get shot. So that's what this scenario was. It had to be a force on force scenario. So, and if you don't believe me, like Earl said, you're not going to win. I did this uh, with when I went to pick up some parts this week. One of the clerk at the uh, the ball bearing factory there, we got into a talk, and and I did it. And before he could even blink, I'd uh, I'd I'd pulled the the I'd, I, we we used staplers when we were there. Uh-huh. I clicked my stapler before he could click his stapler, and he was pointing his gun at me, and mine was to my side. Uh, so. That's probably what happened, except I used a stapler. Mm-hmm. I didn't use a gun with a live round in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about this many times before. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Earl, you've been to some training where there was an instructor that pointed a live firearm at you and wanted you to point your live firearm at this guy. Mm-hmm. And Earl said, uh, that's wrong. That's, that's, that's crap. That's not safe. And the instructor said, if you, if you don't like it, you can leave. And Earl left with about half the people in the class. Yeah. So you know that's there should be no there's no reason for that there's zero 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 reason for that. Well, f- however, this happened down at the agency. Where we're also able to find out it was a munitions gun. Simunition's gun. You could use a regular you know semi-automatic pistol. You can use a revolver. On the revolver, you put these little sleeves into the uh, the cylinder in the chamber. On an automatic, you change the barrel out, so okay. it puts a smaller diameter barrel in there. So right. you can't accidentally put a real round in there. Evidently, that's what happened. Something went wrong with this revolver, and a real round ended up in there.
2: And and I don't know if it was even a real round for that firearm. It may have just fit. Yeah, may, in the ammunition
1: sleeve. I, I, I've I've used ammunition before. I, I would hope that it's not. You, you don't find that a 22 round fits in a 357 adapter sleeve, but you know you don't know. Um, we're gonna talk some more about this. When we get back, we're we're gonna give you a lot more, and uh, this officer's background also. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break.
7: get ready. Stay ready with the CERT Training Pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom.
6: Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. Gun Tech. when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle, maybe for hunting or home protection? There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an Arms Room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the Arms Room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your Arms Room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop ArmsRoom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's ArmsRoom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off.
0: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the kel Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the kel Studios.
1: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Hey! Don't forget coming up. Uh, it's coming up three weeks, three weeks from today. Don't forget coming up September third at the Titusville Rifle and Pistol Club. That's the Titusville Rifle and Pistol Club. It's the annual Arms Room Radio Machine Gun Shoot. That's Arms Room Radio Machine Gun Shoot. Uh, it's going to be great. There's going to be tons of weapons. We're going to have plenty of firearms available for you to shoot. There's uh, the M1, M2s, 50 Cal's, M4s, 240 Bravos, M60s, 249s. PKMs, Stens, Max, AK47s, M16s. There's going to be food there. There's going to be some vendors selling their wear, wares. Not their wear. Their wares. <laughs> uh, you know, we're even uh, we're even getting it worked out where we get some uh, some blanks or some uh, little simunition, these little paint rounds for for some of the kids. So that we can get out there. Five bucks to get in to see all this and watch the happenings, and then uh, you 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 pick a gun you want to shoot. There, the ammo prices will be listed there. You can you can go to our website there at. Uh, uh floridamachinegunshoot.com, floridamachinegunshoot.com. And and you could, I think as of today, you could buy your tickets online. You can get your ammo online. If it's not nice. there, just check back tomorrow. Uh, there, there it's, all, it's all being set up. So you could pre-buy at a discount. if You go to the old floridamachinegunshoot.com. And listen, this is one of them things where if you, you know, you're in Atlanta going, what am I doing this weekend? Mm, this is it. This is the deal. There's uh, hotels and everything we've got listed on that website that you can get discounts for if you're coming to the event. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a uh, be a heck of a time. Huge. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> a Controlled blast. Uh-huh. Several controlled blasts. Is a lot of them. Um, we were talking to you about what's going down on on Punta Gorda. Uh, the the woman that was killed down there. Uh, her, let's see. Her name is uh, Mary Knowlton. Mary Knowlton, seventy three year old woman, retired librarian uh, uh-huh. uh, from up north, and uh, Minnesota, I think it was. So we're talking about the simunition gun. Everybody, this is a simunition gun, and, and these, are, these are designed to change the barrel out or change the cylinder size or put a sleeve in the barrel so you can't use live ammo. The first red flag I saw was they used this next to a blank gun. Mm, okay. Well, guess what, folks? Uh, ask Brandon Lee. We mentioned Bruce Lee earlier. Um, ask- if blanks can kill you. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's another, oh, what was his, his name? The actor uh, used to be, it was on the, the TV show Voyager back in the eight, late 80s, time travel kind of show. And the both of them, hey, guys, look what I got. And he picked up the blank gun and, and put it to his head, you know, as if to make a joke, haha. And and, uh, well. 44 Magnum blank will
2: blow a hole in you.
1: Yeah, you got that, you still have, there might not be a projectile, but guess what? You've still got the the gases and the wadding yeah, coming I, out at, I, uh, you know, 2,000 feet per second or whatever it is. I think I remember reading about
4: that one not to get too overly uh gross about it that it didn't penetrate the skin, but it fractured his skull yeah. and sent a, yep. fra- a piece of his skull into his brain.
1: Yep, there you go. So the the big issue there is first off, you, you you never mix in a training environment. You never mix the type of weapons you're using. Okay, what we're going to do is going to have we're going to have real guns over here, but they're going to be empty. Then over here we're going to have the blank guns, uh and then over on this side we're going to be using airsoft. And this gentleman will just have the ammunition rounds. No. It's all the same. Everybody gets the safety brief. Everybody knows the type of firearm being used. And everybody checks the other firearm. They check every firearm. Yes. And it's, there's no live ammunition in the room. Nope. Nope. You don't even have a knife in the room. Nope. If you've got a nightstick or you know, an asp or a baton or something, they're the foam ones. Because... You've, we've, you know, the three of us have seen it. Everybody else uh, that that's listening, they know they've probably seen it on some some training videos or at their own level, their own training they've done. When you get into the heat of it, it might be for training, but your your body starts to react. Your stress level starts to go up. You start to lose those fine motor skills. This is why you train to get used to that, so you can train at a higher level and 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 be able to react and function at a, at, a, at a high heart rate. Well, the the hands and the brain. Might be holding off, you know, the the one bad guy or the cop while you're doing this training scenario, and the other ones guess what it's doing. It's it's grabbing that 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 toy knife or it's grabbing that toy baton, to you know to help uh, fend him off. Unless it's not real, and you decided, well, I don't go anywhere without my knife. Or, you know, I, I I cut my nails with it when it's on when it's break time. No, it doesn't come in the room. Nope, it doesn't come in the I've, room at I've all. I've
2: taken knife fighting classes, and uh, we all pat each other down. Yeah, make sure nobody's got a live blade. Right. Right. Uh, just so that by accident something doesn't get yeah, pulled.
4: Because you know what happens when you're in a training class? You revert to your training.
1: Exactly right. Ex- 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 exactly right. So this, this went on. I can only imagine that somebody handed him the gun and said, here, you, you do this, you take it. I can only imagine that the gun was in the bag and, and he said, hold on, yeah, I, I'll be part of the scenario. And they didn't check it. It's, it's clear nobody checked it. Or he checked it and he thought it was a simunition. Yeah, or he's not familiar with the way a simunition round looks because the munition round end. looks different than, the back than, than a regular round. Right. Uh, yeah, from the back end, it's got the little brass case, you know. So, right. but you should be able to say, "Oh, look, all the other cylinders, all the other barrels." So, that's it's uh, it's not a it's not a good deal. It's not a good thing. So, this woman lost her life. Uh, it, you know, there's there's plenty of things out there you can do to not have this happen. First off, this agency doesn't appear as though, and this is I get the research in front of me, I don't want to sit here and, and, and delve into it too much because we're running out of time in the hour, but there was no policy in place for this academy. First thing you should do if you're going to get in one of these uh, citizen academies is make sure that the, the agency has accreditation. That means there's a uniform set of standards and procedures. The accreditation council doesn't say, you must do it this way, but it says, you must have a policy for this. You have to have some way to do it. Yes. And it has to be written down. And, and from what we're seeing, there was nothing like that. Yeah, because I doubt seriously that their policy said, we will shoot people. Yeah. There was no safety plan. There was no plan for this uh, Citizens Police Academy that we've been able to come through, going through. Uh, we've been to Fox. We've been to News Press. We've been to uh, another Fox station. We've talked to some people involved down there as close as we can get, and it's just not what happened. Um, you know, this this officer had some looks like he would worked for another agency beforehand and didn't make his probation you know all all issues in the past but uh, you know while he's here with Punta Gorda everything seems great you know even even his prior agency he had you know number of recommendations from people that worked there so you know does that play a factor you know i i don't know i'm sure it's something kevin that uh, you know the the woman's uh, attorney in the wrongful death suit will be arguing you know they'll they'll go through this guy's record like a oh, fine tooth comb yeah the fdle's going to they got a lot more
2: available resources. They'll find comb him before yeah. Yeah. any private counsel gets a chance to.
1: Yeah. So, and then, but you know, it's still going to happen. You know, and he doesn't have to testify, obviously, at the uh, uh, if he, there's any criminal charges. But uh, in civil court, you don't get to say Fifth Amendment. Yeah, you do. Well, unless it's yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm then sorry. the
2: presumption is
1: yes. that the question you ask
2: has an answer that would incriminate you exactly. in a criminal matter.
1: Right. And then he'll be. Subject to the criminal in, in, indictment, um, I don't know. Listen, if this guy Kevin, you tell me if this guy picks up the gun on his own and says, "No, I yeah, that's cleared. I loaded it. Uh, it's these are ammunition rounds," and he's wrong, yeah, that's that's that's, that's criminal charges. That's that's, uh, may, that's it, negligence. That's negligence on his it's part. It's negligence. Yeah.
2: Is it criminal? It might be.
1: If this gun has done the. If this gun has done the, okay, uh, the safety uh, officer loaded it in the other room, uh, it got put into the duffel bag because it was carried in here concealed. Officer, uh, officer Johnny over here used it during the last scenario, and um, then we put it back over here while we all went on break, and then we came back in, and now you've got it. Yeah, it's going to be hard to find criminal negligence there, but it's still going to be, you know, a wrongful death you know, on it's, the civil it's, side. It's
2: going to be a civil matter. Yeah. It's going to be a
1: civil matter whether he gets charged criminally. Yeah. It depends on the level of negligence. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll find out, we'll find out in the, uh, the coming days, Um, you know, tragedy for the department. Um, You should all be on the same gun. If it's all airsoft, it's all airsoft. If it's all pointing your finger, it's all pointing your finger. If it's all cert training pistols from next level training, good on you. It fits in your gear. It goes in your holsters. It's wonderful. Get the CERT training pistol if you're going to do these things. Go to nextleveltraining.com, nextleveltraining.com, and see this. I did an interview with the news earlier this week. Uh, Earl's linked that up on the website here somewhere on the Facebook page. Take a look at the CERT training pistol on there, or go to their website for nextleveltraining.com, and you can see that. Uh, Listen, good first hour, guys. We're rocking and rolling through it. we got more coming up when we get back. We're going to be talking about gun buybacks and we're going to be talking about the uh, the murder conviction that was reversed 10 years later. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the kel Studios. Please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready.
2: Remember,
4: keep your head on the swivel.
5: get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance. It'll make you a believer. The Kel-Tec RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Kel-Tec.
6: Veterans and first responders always receive 10% off.
1: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. Excellent. Good to hear. Good to hear. Good to hear. How about you people out there in radio listener land? Oh, good. Good. That's how you like to hear that. <laughs> I like to hear
4: that. <laughs> it's coming across
2: the text.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the text and we got that. I mean, the studio audience is here. They were kind of waving at us. Earl Earl's always I, hooking I them up. With I can't the see them
4: from that, where I sit. That soundproof nice. glass really
2: does. Okay. I have three monitors in front of me.
1: You do. You do. Uh, and it's uh Kevin is uh he's on the battle bridge you know he's over here <laughs> this he's, is uh, true you know this bring the true. ship to hard to port uh, the uh we were talking to you I just want to finish up with one last thought here we were talking last hour about the Punta gording Punta gordo gorda Punta gorda shooting uh, we had a little a couple moments on the break and Kevin brought up a good point that you'd almost there would almost have to be you know uh, uh, a conspiracy intent it it's not uh, necess- uh, if only one formulated is doing thought it. formulated thought to if see harm there done. has to
2: be cr- there has to be mens rea someone yes. had the intent to cause this harm right Other, and, w- and they loaded it yeah well clandestinely sure
1: now that's if you're going for a, a uh, homicide or a manslaughter charge or something along those lines oh i don't think manslaughter it it's going to be homicide uh an act that was intended to cause the death yes, it was or serious bodily yes, injury. Yes, if yeah. it wasn't, if it wasn't, you know, you're looking something somewhere between culpable negligence and involuntary involuntary manslaughter. Because I'm stupid and I loaded. Yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, he told me to load it. I didn't know what he wanted loaded. I, you know, I thought she had a vest. If it ends up being one of those things, but uh, enough for that. We'll get, we we'll get on to new topics here. Hey, listen, on my right, the right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl.
3: Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays.
1: Good to be back. Good to have you. And on my left, you've already heard some legal opinion fresh this hour from him. It's the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. I sure let me come back for the second half. Of my I, I I couldn't do it without you because one, I rode with you, so you know you're my ride. <laughs> so, leaving uh, yeah, here, but I'm on the bike. Yes. I yes. think that's funny. I know. Yeah. I know. It's a. I like the. Uh, that you have the baseball cards in the wheels so it makes the noise when the spokes go around.
2: It, you know, the hardest part of doing that? <laughs> Sitting on the banana seat with you? No. The hardest part of doing that is getting the right kind of uh, clothespins. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You don't you want to use the old you the know, ones with the notches in them no, now. You've no, got to use the be, spring yeah. ones. Yep.
1: Yep. you got to use the spring ones. Yep. Absolutely. That's old school. That is old school. Uh, we're going to be talking about an incident that out of uh, Ma- Madison, Wisconsin. Judge overturned the conviction of a Wisconsin man found guilty of helping his uncle kill a woman, and a case profiled in the Netflix series "Making a Murderer." Have you guys ever seen the show? Yes. Okay, I, I'm not familiar with the show. I was hoping one of you guys uh, would be. I, I don't have the I don't have the Netflix. Uh, I still buy DVDs and kind of stuff if I'm look, watching a movie. Oh, don't lie. You still use VHS. I listen. Uh, I actually pulled one out of uh, I, I, under a bed. It was, but it's a duel. You know, when they first came out, and we all decided we were going to tape DVDs from VCRs, and you realized you couldn't do that, and then you know all your VCR tapes slowly, slowly died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I had one, and I thought, well, I'll pull out some VHS tapes, and then when you pull them out, and you realize. A lot of a lot of brown dust here where the tape used to be. You know, don't store them in your garage. You know, or, or in the yeah, uninsulated they're a attic. They're
2: sensitive to uh, temperature extremes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, a judge, uh, the judge overturned the case. Uh, said uh, rule his ruling that the investigators coerced a confession using deceptive tactics. Kevin, as soon as I read that, because you and I have talked about this on the program, was hey, wait a second, police are allowed to lie to the suspect?
2: Yeah, but apparently in this particular matter. There's lying about the interaction between the officer and the suspect, and then there's lying about the officer telling the legal consequences. Right, and and when you start to do that, you start graying the line between what you're allowed to lie to a a suspect about and what you're not allowed to lie to a suspect about.
1: Yeah, let me give you a, a little bit, little bit uh, on this, so we can get we can get uh, get through it. Uh, the suspect. Uh, the suspect was uh, with the uncle again. The the background on it, uh, if you guys know the story of the case, he, he helped an uncle. Uh, they they raped and murdered a young lady, and uh, you know the weird part about it is that the uncle was He'd been imprisoned. For, he, yeah, for, he had just gotten right. out of prison, yeah. and he was and wrongfully was, convicted. And he had thirty six million dollars coming to him from a, from a lawsuit, and then he went and committed another murder while he was uh, while he was there, uh, and so he ended up in jail without that. But I guess that's a big canteen account he would have, right? $36 million worth of worth of candy and cigarettes. Do you get that? Do you allow to have that in the jail? Commissary. Yeah, In the commissary? <laughs> yeah, what I did don't, I say? Canteen? I don't, there don't, you go. Yeah,
2: I don't think that's how right. that long it's been since you've been in jail. <laughs>
1: so what happened... Uh, that was taking people there, by the way. Uh, just, just saying. What, what What had happened was the officer, the investigator, the detective said to him... Uh, Kevin, you, you had it there. It was... It, it was... I'm going to... If you... If you tell us that you did this, if, I think we'll the, let you go home and sleep in your bed tonight. Yeah, I think the point was, if you, if you tell us
2: how you helped him, you can sleep in your own bed tonight. Right. And
1: that's that's not something you can say as a law enforcement officer.
2: No, because you don't get to decide whether or not he gets prosecuted.
1: Correct. Uh, you Correct.
2: decide whether or not to arrest him. Right. The, the problem that it appears is that if that had been said to a person... They didn't have anything wrong with them. Right. That might have passed. Correct. But this person, the suspect, had a
1: lot of mental issues. He's still above the, the threshold. He's not considered mentally defective, if that's the right legal terms. Um, they, has, they'd put him to death if they had to. He, they'd he find had, him legal or, or sane he, enough for that, but not enough some, to understand this.
2: He has some deficits. Yes. Yeah. Um, His age, he was 16 at the time, without any adult support. Uh, he had intellectual deficits and an absence of uh, his complete voluntary yeah. understanding. Cognitive skills. Yeah. Um, and that's what the, that's what the
1: judge determined. Uh, yeah. And the, listen, if the police officers, I didn't tell you this, you know, under, under a couple different cases, they are allowed to, they're allowed to lie. Uh, you know, Frazier versus cup, uh, you know, Supreme court case back from 1969. They're allowed to lie to you. they are allowed to say things like, hey, we we need you to tell us the truth because everything will be okay in the end. Tell us what happened, what really happened, and everything will be okay in the end.
2: Yeah, and the problem is is that you, as the officer, get to define what okay means.
1: Well, yeah, okay in the end is uh, it's okay for the victim's family uh, when you go to prison. Okay in the end. But what this guy says is, you tell us and we'll let you go free. No. That that you can't do. You can't go. You can't go over the line and and make promises that that, that can't come true. You know. So that's 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 the way that works. Um. Hey, listen, we get back. We're we've got uh, Lieutenant Bill is going to be on the line with us. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk probably about Punta Gorda, and he's got another topic for us. Uh, you're listening, Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. We'll see you after the break.
7: get ready stay ready with the cert training pistol go online right now to nextleveltrainingcom level slash arms room
6: ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle then you want the tactical excellence of gun tech usa gun tech
8: 425-454-7012. That's
0: 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now more Arms Room Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the Guides and the Caltech Studios. That's
2: Arms Room Radio. When we finished that last segment, uh, I wanted to make sure that everybody understood something. When you're in a room with a law enforcement officer and they're asking you questions, um, it's a trap. You, you, there's one thing you should be able to say, and, and that's lawyer. Because the only legal advice I can give you today about this circumstance, not knowing what you may be in the room for, is never talk to the police. If they put you in a room and turn on a tape recorder, you're a suspect. You may not realize it, but you're a suspect. Uh, It it, it may not, and a lot of times they'll find something about, they weren't even looking for that, but they found you, did you did something else? Because people tend to make mistakes when they talk to the police And the way to avoid that is not talk to the police. If they want to talk to you and they invite you to come down and speak to them, decline or get yourself an attorney and arrange to have this interview at your lawyer's office. You'll find out in a real big hurry that they're not wanting to talk to you because you witnessed something, but because they think you had something to do with it if they don't want to come to the lawyer's office to talk to you.
1: You know, that's actually really good points, and I think we'll come back to that a little bit later in the show. I, I like where you're going with that, so um, uh, for sure. I do want to discuss that some more. But on the line with us, we don't want to make them wait any longer. We have Lieutenant Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of uh, Arms Room Radio. How's it going today, Lieutenant Bill? Hey,
9: guys. Uh, hey, would, 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 would you mind coming down and talking to me? <laughs> uh, i just get a couple questions to ask. You know what? I, I, I'll,
2: I'll tell you. Bill and Mike will do the same thing to you if you're in the room with them. They'll tell you not to talk to them, and they'll say, "No, no, no! Don't talk to me."
1: You listen. You don't want to. You don't you, you, you want to talk, talk to, me. to me. You know. And, listen. No. You you know,
2: know. And and then you won't be able to stand it. That silence will make you crazy, and you'll start talking. <laughs> just. You there's don't nothing, want. You don't want them across the to table towards you.
9: There's nothing you that that you have to say to me that I don't already know. Yeah,
1: I've I, I've I've heard his speech.
9: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah it's, and it's it's just like, okay. It's uh, it's just like Kevin says, you know, with, with lawyers, you know, you don't ask the question, uh, in the courtroom unless you know the answer. Yeah.
2: The, the classic story of the guy that got his ear bit off and was suing. Yeah. yeah. And he said so you didn't see my client bite off the, the victim's ear? No, sir. I didn't. So how is it possible that you could know that my client bit off the victim's ear? Well, I saw him spit it out. You know, you
1: went one two question too far. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. one question too far. Exactly right, uh, Bill. We were talking about the incident in Punta Gorda uh, this yeah. past week. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was able to. I, I talked on the news about it. We talked about some different training aids. You know, you heard earlier in the program we were talking about. Before we get into the the topic you have selected for us this week, what do you, what do you, what's your thoughts on this this horrible you know circumstance, this incident down there?
9: It is absolutely tragic. Number one. Number two. I, in in my 27-plus years of of law enforcement, and a lot of that had to do with being a training officer and a training supervisor, why you would introduce a live weapon into a training environment such as that, where you're not doing live fire exercise, I don't don't have a a justifiable reason as to why that, that occurred.
1: Yeah, unless they find uh, some weird behind the scenes, you know, murder for hire plot or something like that. There's, you're absolutely right. There's, a, this is trying to figure this one out is a is a whodunit. You know that that gun should not have been in that room.
9: No, and if it was in that room, it should have never come out of the holster.
1: Correct. Yeah, if you've got a on-duty guy, you know, guarding the door or something like that, you know, you don't let me borrow your gun. No, that's not how it works.
9: No, no, absolutely not. Uh, I know in all the training uh scenarios that we run if we're using simulation munition rounds which actually use um a a live fire weapon we have uh weapons that are devoted to that they, yeah. we, we don't have an officer that comes in with a live weapon and there's three checkpoints that people go through before they get into that training room yep where they're patted down they're stripped of everything not once not twice but three times before they enter that room right um, yeah. it's just how this it, I, I'm I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out how FDLE looks into it uh, but this is just tragic all around
1: yeah it's it's clearly a, uh, a tragedy and, and trying to again trying to figure this one out is, is getting to be getting to be a rough one uh, if they had the simulation guns if they had, the cert laser training pistols. If they had something along those lines, then then we'd we'd be we'd be good. This one would be alive. But like you said, they mixed them. They make these these simulation guns where you could swap the barrels out. And these barrels have these they're pretty and colorful and you could use them in a regular gun. But a lot of agencies even went to the point where they said, You know what? That's not enough. I want the dedicated gun that's all red or but, all purple. No,
9: but, well, what we have in, in my agency is that we have nine dedicated simmunition pistols. Yes. So you never walk in with a live weapon we have nine uh ammunition pistols we have four ammunition rifles yeah. and that's it and they're kept uh, they're not even kept in the same armory yeah so there's no way that they're going to be confused
1: for, for those that d- differently for those that aren't familiar with the ammunition guns these are again it's a glock that's blue or a glock that you put the new barrel in but they they have the same outer characteristics as a regular firearm and the barrel in the automatics is is removed and you put in a new smaller barrel the magazine feeds smaller rounds in and they're a round that's only available for simunitions it's it's a round is that has a little paintball pellet in it and and it goes it goes in there well it's a soap pellet now soap ball pellet but you can't take a real nine millimeter round and stick it in there it's a nine millimeter round and an eight millimeter hole now, it doesn't work
2: now a simunition
1: it stings oh yeah
2: yeah listen it's, it, it's, it's it'll uh, hurt you oh, it's, it, it will sure. hurt. it won't sure. kill you
1: but it'll hurt you Listen, it, it'll leave a mark. Get you a cert training pistol, SIRT training pistol from next level next level it's training. The only way you're going to hurt yourself with a cert is drop it on yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bill, you got a story for us today. What'd you find down there for us?
9: Yeah, one of the things that, uh, that we came uh, that I came across that I thought was really, really nice was uh, the Dallas Cowboys, America's football team. Uh, during their whole uh, you know practice, spring training, wh- whatever you want to call it, have been wearing a sticker on all their helmets, and it has the, the, the city of Dallas star, uh, for those that are familiar with it, and it has a saying on their arm and arm And what that was is they honored the Dallas officers that uh, that fell in the line of duty during the mass shooting that they had down there.
1: Yeah, the five officers uh, that were killed there, yeah.
9: Yes, and they had this sticker on their helmets for their entire uh, practice season, and they're getting ready to go into, uh, getting go into the regular season. And they went to the NFL, and they they asked the NFL, look, we've honored, you know, uh, players that have died. We've honored coaches that have died. Uh, you know, we do the the, the breast cancer awareness. Uh, we want to wear this sticker in support of our officers that died, uh, protecting our citizens, our fans, uh, for the season. Uh, and the NFL came back swiftly with no. Yeah, uh, It's a violation of our uniform policy, uh, which I thought was in pretty poor taste. That's my personal opinion on this. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and uh, Jason Witten, uh, who's one of their tight ends that came up with this sticker, uh, they were very graceful, uh, very gracious. They raised a lot of money for the uh, Dallas Police uh, Fallen Officers Association. I believe that's the, their uh, organization out there. Uh, said, you know what? The, we've already made our mark. We've already uh, the, we've already shown our support for the short term and for the long term. Okay, the NFL said no, but you know what? We we we've done what we needed to do, uh, and they were very gracious about it. But you know, it's had a lot of reverber uh, reverber.
1: Uh, it's reverberated. Yes, through through the through the through law enforcement, a lot of big, feedback. Big word <laughs> there.
9: Big word there. Uh, it's reverberated throughout the law enforcement community. Mm-hmm. Where you know we've had a lot of supports down here, down south, with the Miami Dolphins, the Florida Panthers, right. Miami Heat, uh, the Florida Marlins. Down here with law enforcement, they've supported us, and it's been great. Uh, you know, and for the NFL, who, when the whole Black Lives Matter movement came out, and you had players. Supporting Black Lives Matter and writing BLM on their uniforms. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's pretty
9: and, pretty ridiculous. Know, they yeah, they didn't do anything about it here. It doesn't even refer to police. It doesn't right. say anything about police. Yeah. all it says is arm in arm, and it has the Dallas City Star yeah. on it. That's crazy. And for them to do that, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that's that's going to send a big message, especially there in Dallas.
1: Baseball went through this after nine eleven, and they all warm for you know a day or two. Whether the New York teams did, the Mets and then they wanted to do it again uh, later on, and they were told no, and they did it anyway, and the MLB said, okay, never mind. We'll let you do it. Bill, um, thank you for joining us again. Great story. Uh, Please be safe out there.
9: Absolutely. To all my brothers and sisters in blue, keep your head on a swivel. Wear your vest. Always go home at the end of your shift. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the kel Studios. The guys will see you after the break.
10: It's pouring rain. It's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this.
0: The proud, the Marines.
10: We all play a role in keeping our community safe.
8: Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday.
9: Some are good, others not so much.
8: But that's life.
9: It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday.
10: If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities.
0: you're listening to arms room radio live from the Celtech studios got a question for the guys you can call tweet email or message them by going to armsroomradio.com now more arms room radio live coast to coast with mike and the guys and the caltech studios
4: The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com.
1: Army Staff Sergeant Kevin L. Ziegler was killed in action August 12, 2006, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Ziegler, 31, of Overland Park, Kansas, was assigned to the 10th Cavalry Regiment, 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 4th Infantry Division, Fort Hood, Texas. He died of injuries sustained when an improvised explosive device detonated near his dismounted patrol during combat operations in Baghdad. Also killed were Staff Sergeant Michael C. McDonald. Staff Sergeant Ziegler and another soldier tried to disable an explosive device, the Defense Department said. He told the rest of them to stay back, and they went to disarm it. The other soldier, Staff Sergeant Michael C. Lloyd of San Antonio, Antonio, Texas, was also killed. Ziegler is survived by his wife, Stacy, and their four children. Army Staff Sergeant Kevin L. Ziegler, you are not forgotten.
2: If you'd like to have uh, any legal question answered, you can give me a call at the office, 407-480-2179. If you need to talk to a lawyer immediately, something's gone on in your life, 407-467-4960 is my cell phone it's available to you pretty much all the time. If I'm not in court or with another client, I answer that line.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Unless Kevin is uh, with the client, (laughs) another client, he answers that phone. So it's a, it's a, put it in your, put it in your phone. Yeah. That's the same number we have.
4: It is the same number my wife has.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. It's
4: my
2: cell phone. She's like, don't, why don't you get another cell phone? Just for like personal stuff. Get your work phone, yeah, and your cell because phone. Because it's my cell phone. Right. I'm not. I really,
1: I'm gonna walk around with two cell phones. Then I'll get arrested as a drug dealer for sure. <laughs> no. Yep. Yep. Well, so, so thank you, Kevin. Thank you for sponsoring a segment again, and uh, you know it. Uh, I know it. I know it means a lot to us here and uh, everybody out there. So thank you again for for being that sponsor. Uh, hey, I want to talk to you about gun buybacks because it's gun buyback weekend. I
2: I want to I want to do one.
1: Oh I I can't wait. I wanna, I wait. I wanna have I my gun own, buybacks. I want
2: to do my own gun buyback. I'll just go get a whole
1: All the guns bunch you've of, you've gotten rid of in the past and regretted getting rid of if you want to go buy them back? Oh I Is that what you're saying? That I, kind of gun buyback. I hadn't
2: thought about that, but that's
1: yeah, that's what I immediately started I'm thinking of. True.
2: <laughs> Oscar, I want to talk to you. <laughs> um There there are a few out there that I, I wish I hadn't gotten rid of. Yeah, um, I hear you. But no, I you know, I've seen some of the firearms that have come through some of these police buyback, you know kicks for guns and things like that. And some of them are collector grade pieces. Yeah. And they end up smelted.
1: Yeah. If, if not, then that's the very, the the very rare part. You'll get one or two, you know, your 5% that are the old ones that were found in the attic, grandpa's old stuff or whatever it is. And it's just sat there and it would have been turned over to somebody else in the family or, or whatever reason that they come. But then, you know, the majority of these guns that show up at these gun buyback, they're, they're not even close to being operable. They're the, they, you
10: the know,
2: broke down, rusted out, single shot, twelve gauge. These are these are. It's, it bring
1: they bring it in two pieces because it won't go back together. They're they're the crap is what they are. I like them because, you know, if I get an old gun and it's a piece of garbage and I was gonna it was gonna be a project gun, I was gonna refinish it, and I decided it, I wasn't going to. To me, you know what that is? A new pair of tennis That's shoes. That's a free <laughs> pair of sneakers. <laughs> new pair of
3: tennis shoes. Yeah, get me some new,
1: new sneakers out of it. So I love gun buybacks for that reason. But here, uh, you get a serious story about it. Uh, buyback campaigns more often than not end up with hunting rifles or old revolvers from someone's attic than with automatic weapons that criminals might use, analysts say. Uh, the government estimates there's more than 310 million guns in the United States. On, on the positive side, give you little highlights here. The buybacks raise awareness, so it does talk about guns. You hear guns on the news a lot. Researchers say the money for buybacks could be better spent elsewhere. Uh, out of Cincinnati, rifles, pistols, shotguns always look impressive when they're displayed at news conferences celebrating the end of gun buyback campaigns. Spread across these tables or piled high into overflowing stacks, all these weapons reinforce the notion that trading guns for cash works. It's guns, it gets guns off the street, organizers say, and makes the city safer. Uh, let me tell you something. You see all these uh, these hunting rifles and all these old shotguns and I think last year's big one was remember they had a rocket launcher and if anybody that was ever in the military saw it it had the it had the big yellow band a, painted around it it's, it's a simulator it's a simulator yeah. that doesn't work yeah. and the buttons go click but nothing goes boom uh, problem uh, this problem according to years of research is that it, it it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't get the guns off the street and it doesn't make them any any safer what it does is it gets that that one gun that's you know you found in the backyard or it's been sitting in the shed. It, it, it lets you get rid of that and, and, and put some more storage space or finally put the broom where it should be. Uh, Cincinnati uh, this week this week had a joined the list of growing cities that uh, have the gun buybacks. Uh, the, the local campaign begins as a national debate over gun violence continues. Researchers have been uh, evaluated gun control strategies say buybacks, despite their popularity, are among the least effective ways to reduce gun violence. They say targeted police patrols, intervention efforts with known criminals, and to a lesser extent tougher gun laws all work better than buybacks. The biggest weakness of buybacks, which offer cash or gift cards for guns, is that the firearms they usually collect are insignificant when measured against the arsenal now in the hands of the American citizens. Single shot, crappy four ten shotgun that my grandfather left behind and I just want it out of my house. I take it down there, and you know what you get? You get a gift card or you get some shoes. Uh the the So they need to pay more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, you start doing three hundred dollars for a gun buyback. I got a couple more guns I think I might get rid of. You know, if I if I know I can get a decent value out of a two hundred dollar gun, you can be three hundred dollars for a two hundred dollar gun? We could do this all day long with the guns I have. Now I won't go buy guns just to give them to the buyback because you know that's uh that's illegal why that's that's uh you're uh, that would mean when I'm purchasing the gun with the intent to sell it to someone else you're I'm not the actual purchaser I'm talking about me as the citizen you're but you're not a citizen i I'm, I'm, i am i'm let's go to scenario b where Mike is the citizen okay there we go i'm not going to go fill, i'm not gonna to go into a gun store fill out paperwork to buy a gun with the intent to sell immediately sell it to someone else. That's that's against the uh, spirit and intent of the law there.
2: But if you were, your intention is to try to remove as many firearms from the market as possible. If you wanted to Bloomberg it, you could buy all the manufacturing capacities of all the manufacturers in the country, right. and no one would be able to buy a new gun anymore because he'd buy them all first. Much like the Department of Homeland Security did to me with forty caliber ammo. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, you heard me. I'm watching you guys. Yep. Uh, do you think he could spend that much money?
1: Well, we know he has that much money, but uh, the cause is not important enough to him to use his own money to, to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's important enough to me to use my own money. These uh, these gun buybacks yeah, make for good photo ops, uh, said the director of the Center for Problem-Oriented Policing, which is based out of the University of Wisconsin's law school. Uh, but gun buyback programs recover such a small percentage of guns that it's not likely to make an impact. And again, the type of guns... That are being taken off the streets are not the type of guns that are used in crime. The type of guns that are used in crime are small concealable guns. They're 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 weapons that have been uh, you know modified with barrels cut. It's not the guns you're getting back. And when they finally do get a sawed off shotgun that comes in during these gun buyback programs, it, it had n- nobody's pulled the trigger on it in thirty years. You know it, it doesn't work. And and the, and the the Barrels were probably cut just so they could get it into the drawer where they wanted to keep it, you know, or make a, a nicer lamp out of it. Uh, the relatively small number of guns recovered isn't uh, the only problem. Uh, they tend to attract, these buybacks tend to attract people who are least likely to commit crimes. So you, you don't, you're not getting... Only honest people bring them yeah, guns. Exactly. The gun buyback. They're all worried that the the, the cops are going to be there taking surveillance, which has happened before. And, 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 uh... And the courts have said no, you, you can't do that. If you're going to say it's an amnesty, yeah, amnesty. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You can't, you know, you, re- you can't use that as an opportunity to go then
2: selectively
1: enforce. Right. Uh, the, the other viol- or violent criminals, uh, the people that are most likely to do these sh- these shootings and killings. They steer clear of these, uh, unless they're trying to make some quick cash on a weapon that doesn't work anymore. The same as or, everybody or, else, or they
2: stole it and they can't pawn it because the pawn shop won't take it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this means the the gun buyback campaigns, they often end up with the hunting rifles and old revolvers that don't work, stuff that comes out of the attic or was found in the shed out back. They don't get gun crimes, crime guns, off the street. They just get unwanted guns off the street. Excuse me. They don't get crime guns off the street. They get unwanted guns out of the attic and out of the closet. That's what they get back. Is there uh, an island of unwanted guns? Yeah, it is. It is. It's the, the island of misfit uh, uh, guns is, is there. It's nowhere Uh, near Kevin's house. Yeah, exactly. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the kel Studios. We'll see you after the break.
5: This is No Ordinary Shotgun.
0: Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast-to-coast coast, with Mike and the Guys and the Celtech
2: Studios.
1: Sorry, folks. Mike broke the computer. <laughs> We're good. All good. <laughs> Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, uh, you, you heard our good friend Mr. Alan Gottlieb's commercial uh, here on the program, and we, we want to remind you, coming up, we have the Gun Rights Policy Convention coming up in... September. It's September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. That's 23rd, 24th, to 25th of September in Tampa, Florida. It's the Gun Right Policy Convention. Uh, Mr. Alan Gottlieb, obviously, is going to be there. He's the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, also chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Uh, Come on out and meet your national and and local gun rights leaders and your fellow grassroots activists. Uh, There's going to be all sorts of stuff. We're going to be there. We'll be there broadcasting. We're going to have a table there. Uh, you know, uh, you know, some T-shirt stickers, that kind of stuff. And uh, Kevin's available. You want to come out and meet uh, Kevin, the lawyer? And you know, it, uh, Tampa's in the, is that in, that's a, that's in that circle? Well, guys are going to be coming from all over the state to go there anyway, so you can come out and see Kevin. Sure. And uh, Earl the Beard will be there. Earl and Fred the Beard would be there. <laughs> and I just have confirmation. Yeah. Lieutenant Bill, the chief law enforcement officer of Arms Room Radio, will be joining ah. us at the at the gun rights policy well, conference. What did we sucker him in with? Oh, I, I 20, had some, 20 bucks on my money. Some, <laughs> it's a check. It's postdated. Yeah, but, yeah. and it's a third, third party out of state. Out check. Out of state, right? yeah. Okay, but yeah. yeah. yeah, you know, with a with a,
2: with you had to draw in the name of the yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So, uh, so come on out uh, to the gun rights policy convention and and come see us. Now, there's one other event coming up rather soon, rather quickly. Don't forget to join us for the arms room annual machine gun shoot on September 3rd. It's Titusville, Florida. Come check us out. It's at uh, floridamachinegunshoot.com. Spell it out. Put all the words. floridamachinegunshoot.com. I'm telling you, 50 cal. I can't wait to get, put my hands on the Ma Deuce again and just hit them butterflies and just boom, 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 boom. Just let it go. You
2: know, the cyclical rate on that is almost like my Swedish game. <laughs> just yeah. About this slide.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. Uh, we've got. You pull the trigger on that and you have to wait. The, the 7.62 by uh, 54 PKM is going to be there. Excuse me, that's by 39. No, but it's by 54, the, 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 54, the PKM. 54, that's 58. the Russian version of, like, the M60. The, We're going to have the M60.
2: 7.62 by 54R. Yep. Is, it was the, it's a, it's
10: a .30-06 equivalent. Yeah, yep, yep.
1: Yeah. Then we have the, the Uzis, the MAC-10s, the MP5s, all the suppressed guns you're going to be able to shoot. It's going to be one hour out there where, guess what, only silencers. Shh. You can only shoot stuff with silencers on it quiet time yeah just silencers
2: yeah well i am so, I'm, I'm bringing Voltron oh yeah we expect Voltron <laughs> to be there and you know what when
1: it goes off you won't know one will know yeah yep yep it's like a scream in space that's that's Voltron so uh so make sure you join us there we'll see you also with the gun rights policy convention in Tampa later on in the month that's just over I said about six weeks from now uh, we'll be, we'll be down there some good friends good friends will be there uh, Kevin, I want to just to touch one, one more last time briefly on the topic we were talking about earlier this hour with the, with the law enforcement officers the, the, and, and the amount of, uh, truthfulness and fibbery. dishonesty and the, in the fibbery. Well, sir, we like to refer to it as an investigative technique. Yeah. W- well, <laughs> I
2: point this out to you yep. just anecdotally. Yes. Officers are taught in the Academy mm-hmm. that it's all right to lie to a suspect. In order to accomplish the objective, which is to complete their investigation and close that case.
1: I have a comment, but I'll reserve it until you don't your comments. The problem I see with many law
2: enforcement officers is that they forget that that line doesn't stop when they get done with work. And so that's why you have so many with broken marriages. Did you date a cop? That's what this sounds like. not. Okay, relevant.
1: I'm just saying. it's not relevant is mrs kevin a cop is that, is that what we're mrs
2: talking? kevin is not okay, a cop okay gotcha she's the police there's a she big has, difference yeah, yeah she's not a cop uh, you've got to be careful as a law enforcement officer because you can push the envelope too far you lose your credibility because if you lie to a client or well my my client you right, lie right, to a right, suspect right. and come further into your investigation and then you don't honor the deal that you made with them You're done if the word will get out amongst the criminal defense attorneys and you will never get another bargain made where they give you what you need in order to further an investigation of this bigger fish you're looking for. And I've had to tell people that said, listen, you, you know, you made him a promise. If you don't,
1: you don't live up to that obligation, you're under glass, yeah, absolutely. Now, now the comment that I'm, I reserved, so I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt, because uh, you, you were rolling.
7: It was good. It was good. Thank you.
1: Um, the police are taught that they, they can uh, lie to a suspect uh, as an investigative technique. However, it doesn't end there. They don't go, well, you can lie. Uh, they do learn about Frazier versus Cup out of the Supreme Court. They do learn about uh, K-Word versus Florida. They do, of course, learn uh, you know about uh, Miranda versus Arizona. They know this, and they're giving the examples of what you can say and what you can't say. And I think like what we talked about earlier in the program was you could say, listen, uh, I understand what you're going through. Get this. Why don't you confess, get this off your, get this off your uh, conscience and then everything will be okay. You're talking about the Reed Malloy Institute. Yeah. Their training techniques. Again, that's, that's one of the things because it's, I didn't promise you anything. I didn't promise if you confess, you'll go home and never be charged. If you confess, then nothing will happen to you, and you'll sleep in your own bed tonight. I said, if you confess, everything will be okay. It will be okay for the victim and his family, for but, the prison system. But, but that that
2: promise, that innuendo, mm-hmm. that everything will be okay, right, uh, is a, is designed to elicit your objective. Doesn't have to be ill will, right? It has to be that you're wanting to trick them into confessing. And if you are tricking them into confessing, it's going to get thrown out. It may not be right now. Yeah. It may be after the trial. It may be after the sentencing. It may be after ten years in prison. the
1: The balance line with this is the court off, The court has offered examples of police conduct that would shock the conscience of the court. If it shocks the conscience of the court, then then it's a no no. You can't you can't do that. Uh, and such examples of that are. You you walk into the room and say, uh, "Yeah, I'm I'm your I'm your defense attorney. Uh, you know, put yeah, sent here by the by the by the uh, yeah. Yeah, by the public I'm, defender's I'm, office. Yeah, I'm the public defender. You, I'm you here can't to... you can't lie there. You can't walk in and, and say, ah, uh, uh, laddie, it's uh, I am I am your priest. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, confess your soul. Confess what, your soul wh- to me.' Why does it got to be Irish? I I was stereotyping. Okay, uh, the and we we usually have Irish. Father O'Malley kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, okay. right. The uh, if it shocks the conscience of the community or of the court, those are the kind of things. That's the problem, though. The conscience of the community its pretty even keeled. Well, the like, conscience no. of the court depends on who appointed them. You know what
2: I'm saying? Well, it, but again, your, officers in a community should know what the community would consider to be too far. Correct. Right? Correct. But you point the gun at the suspect and say, if you don't tell me you did this,
1: I'm going to shoot you in the face. That goes beyond lying. That actually goes into cruel and unusual punishment. No, because you did. It
2: was a lie. You were never going to shoot him in the face. It
1: it is lying, but it's also cruel and unusual punishment. You you, You didn't say you were going to kill him. Right, right. You're just going to shoot him in the face. Shoot him him in the face. You didn't say what
2: with, right? Except this gun. It's a pellet pistol. Uh, On the other hand,
1: courts have consistently prohibited investigators from lying to suspects about the possible consequences the suspect faces if he's guilty of committing a crime. This is exactly what we're talking about. This is.
2: This is when you go from the relationship between you and the suspect as an officer right. and you start
1: talking about the law and yes. what the
2: court will or won't do.
1: The The case of uh, Frazier versus Cup that we, we mentioned before involved the interrogation of a homicide suspect who was falsely told an accomplice had already implicated the suspect in the killing. That's what they told him. Now, here's where that, that could have gone. That could have been ruled illegal or ruled uh, unconstitutional. If you say, listen, he's already confessed. You better get in front of this now because if he's already got the plea bargain, if you, you need to, you need to sell your side of the story here too. So, you know, you, he's not the only one telling the story. First chicken to squawk gets right. the deal. All right. right. Which is okay. Unless you come in and say, listen, here's the state, the statement he signed to confess. And the statement was really written by Earl in the next room. You know, that's that you're not allowed well, that, to
2: do that, that. And that's to the, that's, that goes to the audio recordings of a of an interview where they al- alleged a confession to alleg- elicit another confession. You can't fabricate evidence.
1: Yeah. As, a, as a longtime law enforcement officer, uh, I'll tell you the same thing Kevin told you earlier. If you find yourself in a room with the police and they say, answer some questions. You know what you say? Lawyer. Lawyer. I've taught a seven year old to
2: do that. Lawyer. Real true story. Call me lo- and I'll tell you about it.
1: Thank you for joining us this week. Thank you to Lieutenant Bill for being on the line with us. Uh you know, and we'll have him back real soon. Please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready.
4: We'll see you next week. Keep your head on a swivel.